0: Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Imperial Beverage Presents Another Round. This is a tool that we are developing to train our staff about our products, our company, and our suppliers while they're out and about in the field. Each episode is intended to enlighten and teach our staff, customers, accounts, and whoever else listens to this little podcast. So please, Feel free to sit back and enjoy while we explore the exciting world of the beverage industry. So first off, what is your name, who you work for, and what does your organization sell?
1: Okay, so my name is Daryl Venard, oftentimes referred to as Pancho-san, and I am the Midwest Manager for Vine Connections. And Vine Connections is a company that represents estate and family-owned wines from Chile and Argentina. And also, we represent Japanese sake and spirits producers from all over different prefectures in Japan. That's fantastic.
0: What, what is your industry background and how did you get into selling sake and, if you have time, wearing
1: ponchos? Yeah, well, I went to undergraduate school at Michigan State University. And while I was there, I uh, was able to get some classes in the analogy and viticulture lab under Dr. Stanley Hall, who was the emeritus professor of those departments. And when I got out of school, there was a local winery that was looking for someone that could help in the winery and also do sales. And so I put my career as a literature professor on hold and went out and worked at a winery for four years and got hired by a large distributor. And then, you know, I got hired by a large organic winery in California and blah, 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 all that stuff. And I ended up, being a partner in a wine distributorship about 25 years ago. And I discovered this importer named Vine Connections. And I did really well with their products. I liked them quite a bit. I liked their philosophy of family-owned wineries and giving uh, wineries a voice that deserve a voice. in market. our Part of that just led to me being hired as their Midwestern regional manager, vice president, whatever. I'm the guy in the Midwest. The man in the middle. So uh, that that's that's how I ended up uh, doing this, and I've been involved with Vine Connections for about a little over twenty years, maybe twenty-three years, something like that.
0: Twenty-three years—that's not quite anything to blink at. Uh,
1: if anything, we're both loyal. The people that own the company are loyal to me, and I'm very loyal to them. And I I really like the philosophy of the company. And you know, everybody talks about being in sales. I really talk about being in representation, you know, uh, the sales will come if you represent products and people and regions well with respect. And that's what we do is we really try to teach people about who we represent, what their goals are. And uh, you know, basically we're a community college for wine people and sake people. I love it. Actually, we talked about this at a trade show. You
0: may not remember me, but uh, my first couple weeks remember of the organization, sure. yeah, the first couple yeah, weeks I of the organization, you. I stopped you at the trade show and we chatted a little bit, and you gave me like a thirty-second rundown of your ponchos.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I started going down there, and uh, someone bought me a poncho, and uh, they weren't sure I would wear it, and they found out I was wearing it all over the country and that I liked it, and then. Other wineries that I became friends with and that I knew, they didn't want me always wearing, a like the Argentine people didn't want me wearing Chilean ponchos. So it just went back and forth. People just could continue to buy me ponchos. And in the course of that, I stopped wearing boots. You know, I'm very thankful for the poncho for that. Uh, I haven't had a suit on maybe 15 years running. So uh, yeah, and I like them. They're just freaky enough. People remember me. It turns out, you know, when I walk into places, they go, "Oh yeah, I remember you," and I, and I know that's like, yeah, the dude that wears the ponchos, <laughs> you know. So I never really thought about that as a shtick or anything like that. But it turns out that over the years, people, were oh yeah, you know who he is. Just, I that wears the crazy the dude,
0: ponchos. The dude that wears the ponchos. Yeah,
1: that's up. And I'm really, uh, and my ponchos are all things to be proud of. They're all works of art. So they're not like uh, some. Kitschy things, or you know, they're they're fair trade, and I'm um, not, you know, I, I like the artists that make them, and it's kind of cool. My wife may say otherwise.
0: <laughs> fair enough.
1: So I've got
0: a couple of products here that you guys sell. So I've got uh, Tozai Will of Wisdom. I've got Tozai Living Jewel. I have Tozai Snow Maiden and Tozai Night Swim. Night, night, swim. night swim. Perfect. Are there any distinct differences between these
1: four? Yeah, they're all, all distinctively different. And uh, well, Tozai is authentically Japanese sake that bridges the gap between East and West. Tozai r- roughly means East meets West. So this is a collaboration with a Japanese brewery in our company. And the brewery is called Kitsakura. And are uh, so styles like approachable sake that's good for both uh, professionals and novices alike we don't want sake to be like a special occasion. Oh, we're going to a Japanese restaurant. Let's have a sake. You know, we're trying to get sake more in the everyday drinking because it's, uh, you know, it's an everyday drink. Uh, Each Tozai sake is a classic representation of its style and grade and it's attractive packaging. They're from Kyoto. So Kyoto is a, a large city southwest of Tokyo. And so I guess We'll, we can discuss the first sake. Excuse me, the well of wisdom. That's, can we start there?
0: Absolutely. I was actually going to ask you what the best order to go in would be uh, to discuss well, them. And...
1: I think. I think. Yeah, this would be good. Well of wisdom. So basically, they this this sake here is just juicy as all get out. I love it. Uh, it's really a lot of melon. You smell like a lot of honeydew and sweet melon notes. Always a, a little bit of a nuttiness, like sweet nut, like a cashew or or pistachio, something like that. And it's just really silky with a little, with a real fine peppery finish. So it's a lot going on. Uh, I have this with barbecued chicken all the time. So, you know, that's the other thing. Do you stop drinking sake just because you're not having sushi? Heck no. Sake works oh. with a lot of good things. And, and this particular sake, and I'm not ashamed to say, I put baby red on my barbecued chicken and I like it. Uh, and, uh, I'm not here to endure sweet baby rays, but I've already said it a second time. And, uh, but it, it, it is one of those things. Another nice thing about sake is, uh, it's lack or really low levels of acid, like tartaric and tannic acid, make it perfect for a couple of foods that you would not really think about matching alcohol with. And green vegetables is the first one. Uh, green vegetables do not w- go well with, wine in general because they have a lot of tartaric acid and green vegetables have perazine and the perazine's enemy is acid. So you could, you know, so green vegetables with sake that that doesn't have high amounts of these acids, they pair really nicely with it. So if you start thinking that way, even vinegar, because there's no combating acid. Uh, There's a lot of Japanese pickling you can find a lot of pickled okra, things like that, that really work well like on an appetizer plate. But at the same time, kosher dill pickles taste just as good to me as some fancy Japanese pickle. It's that, that vinegar is just a really great pairing for it. So yeah, that's, that's a, a, a winner in sake. People that, that generally like it. Almost on the same note, we'll go to the can real quickly. Uh, that little can's got a lot going on, in there. and we relate to the game in putting sake engines But we saw a lot of, uh, we saw a lot of inferior product in the single serve world of sake, and both in the packaging and in the product that was in there. If we, if we were just a little bit more expensive, we could get a lot better quality, and we already knew that we were good at marketing. So this is just. You know, it's a Futsu grade means it has a little bit of uh, alcohol added to it, neutral neutral alcohol, but it's about 14% alcohol and it's just a pleasure. I mean, it, this is also on the, uh, on, on a clivers, You smell what I always smell banana, you know, and uh, maybe some sort of baked apple or something on that app pear type of uh, level, but I always, I, the banana thing always gets me in certain sakes and that one just jumps out but again it's got a little mintiness to it and it's not like an inferior product so if you taste any of our canned sake against what's out in the market it's just not even it's not even funny how superior they are For Sure. so we had pork tacos we had carne asados and pork tacos and tacos el pastor uh at this concert recently and i brought a I brought 10 cans of night swim and three or four of the people that were there never had sake. And they were asking questions like, wow, this tastes so good and pairs perfectly with all this stuff. Uh, How much is it? Where can I get it? And I wasn't really doing it. Like I was just hoping that they would say, okay, yeah, I'll drink it. (laughs) You know? uh, Yeah. Let me try it. But the enthusiasm is just at an all time high. I've been selling sake for five or 26 years. And right now, the interest level is just, it's incredible. Yeah, so the last sake sure. is Snow Maiden. And Snow Maiden is our number one selling sake in our company. Uh, it's, the category is called nigori. It's unfiltered. And you want to shake it up a little bit. It has uh, rice powder. Uh, so when they mill the rice down before they brew... It gets this powder called katsu, most of it falls off, but the stuff that doesn't fall off goes into the fermentation and uh, it makes it cloudy. And, but it's, it's tasty. Unlike wine that has sediment at the bottle, at the bottom, you don't want to disturb it. You want to pour it out without disturbing the sediment. But with nigori sake, you want that in there. It's a textural thing. It helps the aromatics. Part of the experience. This, uh, yeah. And uh, people see it; they, it's creamy looking. Hey, what are you drinking? It's that creamy white hue to it. So, it is the number one style in the United States. Tozai is the number one selling sake over ten dollars a bottle in the United States. So, it's it's pretty well known brand. Uh, We are in all fifty states with it, and Snow Maiden is our number one selling in forty six or. Forty-seven states. So, I don't want to name the oddballs that it's in second place with because you know that's not cool. I just like to discuss the way. One thing that it's the number one selling uh, sake in my portfolio. The thing that people love is it's it's got a ricey, fruity combo. It's got like a uh, not like sugary, but a fruity component to it, like honeydew melon and raw pumpkin. And this is uh, the snowman. But it's also got a little, yeah. Uh, Also, like white radish, it's got a really uh, so it's a nuanced sake. It's not just like this clunky sake, but the creamy texture is what people really tend to like about this. Whereas the other ones are a lot more lean and round. This is just very creamy.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. That's uh, would you say the sediment leads to that? But help, help. That's part of it.
1: Yeah, that's a big part of it for sure.
0: That's fantastic. So between the four of these, uh, which one would you say uh, would be your go-to or would you pair them with different things? Is that.
1: Yeah, I, I guess I, I, they, I definitely pair sake with different things just like I pair wine with different foods. So I wouldn't, but for like a utility sake that I like to have open well, of wisdom is just a great value that almost everybody I serve it to make comments to like this is elegant or or they say it's just really easy and soft and uh so that's the one that I always have open like if I'm going to show tozai I always show night swim or I always show uh, snow maiden but quite honestly snow maiden's a little too heavy for my taste for nagori so there's a range of how much sediment you'll find in different uh nagori style sake so the number 2 selling sake at your company is also a nagori and it's called Ryaku, but it's considered one of the best fine nigori's in Japan, if not the best. And it's almost transparent, but it's but it's a nigori, you know. So oh. there's a. That's why I didn't say why I didn't. I wouldn't go for our number one selling sake because it's just not my style. It's a little too heavy for me. Uh, but I would try drinking in a can on a golf course. I'll tell you that right now. I've seen oh, for it sure. Done. <laughs> I just want to ask one question, though. You know, me just playing devil's advocate. As we're going to send this out to our staff for World Sake Day, I just wanted you to kind of maybe give us a little bit of how you would recommend people celebrating World Sake Day, or what you're going to do to celebrate yourself. Oh yeah, for sure, I could do that. Celebrating World Sake Day on October first is really a big deal for all my brewers and myself. Uh, I do it a couple different ways. Uh, I get out a couple uh, different level sakes throughout the day. And I have people come by my house and visit. And depending on what time they could come by is what time I have a certain sake open. So every year I have about 10 or 20 people that stop by my house on World Sake Day. And uh, the nice thing is about sake that I failed to mention is if you put the lid back on the sake after you pour and you put it back in the refrigerator, you have several weeks before it will start showing any degradation. That is to say, it does not go bad. So I don't have a problem ever opening up three bottles of sake at one time because I have, quite honestly, depending on the sake, two to five weeks before I see any changes in it. So that's what I, I really love about sake. Uh, there's no waste. <laughs> so, sure. so on World Sake Day, I recommend showing the old and new. That absolutely. is to say, I have sushi available, but I also do things like grilled asparagus wrapped in bacon and drizzled with balsamic because it absolutely is fantastic with sake. So different things to say, hey, here's something from the Italian heritage here. Here's something from, it tastes great with you know uh, a grilled burger. This is what I have if I'm having a taco. So we have them set up that people can uh, just try different sakes and and in non-traditional sense because it's a beverage to be enjoyed every day I mean I just like you'd have a beer or you'd have a glass of wine it's okay to have a glass of sake every day and on that note I will say cheers salute and compay
0: thank you so much for joining us today we really appreciate your time and Thank you very much for taking the time to listen to another round presented by Imperial Beverage. Until next time, cheers!